This is Mary DeTorres Paust, and you're listening to Lifelines, where we are learning to be spiritual beings living in a material world. And that's not always easy, is it? We are striving, learning, trying, growing, maybe taking two steps forward, one step back, and beginning again. And that's what this journey is all about. So I'm glad to be back after a very long break between the first uh, short episode. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about age and expectations and expanding our lives and ourselves and our way of thinking. And that actually ties into why there was that long break between the first episode and this one. And that's because in that interim, I was in the final stages of finishing my uh, 200 hour yoga teacher training, which has been a lifelong journey or a 30 year journey for me. Um, More than 30 years ago, back in Austin, Texas, I had actually started uh, training to be a yoga teacher and got derailed in that process. And I ended up a couple of times more trying to dip my foot, my toe back into the waters and sort of scaring myself away from it, letting fear get the better of me. And then lo and behold, when I thought I was too old and past the point of ever tackling that um, physically rigorous and mentally challenging program, I happened upon a yoga studio, Jai Yoga School, near where I live. I took a few classes, basically really just trying to get my yoga mojo back because I had been out of practice. And I would say within a month of going to classes at that school, I knew I was going to go ahead and, and do my training. And in fact, I realized I was meant to do my training there. And all those other missteps weren't really missteps. They were part of the path that was taking to me to where I needed to, to go. And so I graduated last uh, just a few days ago, last weekend, and um, at the age of 58. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about what that's like and what it was like for me, but what also what it's like for all of us who tackle things as we get older or maybe don't tackle them because we're afraid or we think we've reached a point where we can't do something we wanted to do. Um, for me, it was uh, an expansion. It was really kind of an, uh, an amazing, life-changing journey uh, to not just think outside the box, but to blow up the box, dismantle the box. No more box. And I think that's the way we have to approach life, uh, especially as we start getting older. There doesn't have to be a box. We just need to do what it is we know we are here to do. And yeah, maybe sometimes the box people want to put us in gets in our way, or we get in our own way and think we're stuck in a box. But that doesn't have to be the case. You just have to take that first step forward. Even when fear says, why are you doing this? You must be out of your mind. No, take the first step. It's funny, I uh, oftentimes you'll see memes or posts that'll say, you know, what would you tell your 25-year-old self now that you can look back on that, that life of your, that you had back then? And I think I would have to say, I wouldn't tell my 25-year-old self anything because um, I don't think my 25-year-old self would have listened to me because 25-year-old selves tend to think we know a lot more than we do and we think we know the path we're going to be on and we hope that that's going to all work out the way we have planned 
but you don't have to get too far on this journey to realize that things usually don't work out the way we had planned. And sometimes they work out better. And sometimes it's a really painful struggle. And later on, we find out that the struggle actually brought us to somewhere better. But at 25, we don't always want to believe that. Maybe even at 30, maybe even at 35. But as you start getting older and you reach that point where you are now beyond the midway of your life, I think if you're lucky and if you're willing to um, push out, push away all the things that we are supposed to believe, supposed to think, supposed to do, and really start looking at what we are meant to be and meant to do, we begin to realize that we begin to realize how much we don't know. What we know is what we don't know. And I think that's the difference between my 25-year-old self and my 58-year-old self. 25 probably thought I knew a lot more than I do. 58-year-old me, boy, I know how much I don't know. And that's a beautiful thing because it means there's so much more that we can do. It means we can expand. It means we can go in so many new directions that we didn't think were even possible. And that begins when we're willing to accept that we don't know everything and listen to other voices, listen to other messages, uh, be willing to listen to something that maybe doesn't necessarily fit exactly what we believe about ourselves or our lives or our path and be open to the possibility that there could be something different that we hadn't yet considered. For me, that was one of the beauties of, of doing my yoga training at my age was to be taught by people who were much younger than me, um, some who were the age of my children and some who were, you know, not that far beyond that. So it's a humbling experience. It's um, a beautiful experience uh, to be able to let go of the feeling of being the older person who's supposed to know so much and be willing to be the student again, be willing to be the one who doesn't know and needs to be guided and needs to be taught by somebody who is so much younger than me. And I think that was just part of the most fantastic part of my training, aside from the yoga, aside from everything else, was being surrounded by teachers and fellow students who were so much younger than me and who are just at the beginning of their, their life journey as adults. Um, and I was able to sort of soak, soak up so much of their energy and their enthusiasm and sort of absorb that into my older, uh, I hate to use the term wiser, but as we get older, we just have different experiences. So it's not that I'm, that we're smarter or better. It's just that we are, um, well, we've, we're battle scarred. We've been through it all, or we've been through a lot. We've seen things that you don't see until you've lived a long time in your life and had ups and downs and painful losses and heartaches and a lifetime of them. And as you begin to tip the scale to uh, the end of life more than the beginning of life, and you start to look at yourself in a whole different way. And so it was a, a magical kind of thing to be able to take in so much of that energy and excitement and joy and really fierce warrior young people who had been through so much themselves, had been through tremendous losses and um, challenges for people who are so young. And to be able to be part of that group 
and heart wide open, eyes wide open, mind wide open, willing to accept everything, everyone without judgment and willing to say, I don't know this and I'm ready to learn. And maybe even I think I know this, but I'm willing to see if there's another way of doing this. And I think that's what happens when we uh, are willing to dismantle the box and step outside what society tells us we are supposed to be doing uh, as we age or as we um, mature or whatever it is, we, however we see ourselves, that we're supposed to just do our job, meet our responsibilities, volunteer where we can in our set little routines, and eventually retire maybe and sort of travel and that's and and do whatever retired people do that you know whatever you, whatever it is that you choose but maybe there's another piece of this maybe there's a piece of um seeing how much we can expand seeing how far we can go with what we've been given in this world taking ourselves to our fullest potential because maybe we haven't realized that yet so some of us may be blessed to have found our true self our true purpose and live it to the hilt our whole life. But many of us do not get that lucky. Many of us make progress and then steps back and there's a lot of false starts and a lot of failures. And But failures are what take us where we need to go next. Failures are what teach us what we can do, what we maybe shouldn't do, and where we can go. And the failures make us braver, make us stronger, and they make us more willing to fail again because we realize we failed, we got up, and hey, guess what? I'm stronger because of it. I'm smarter because of it. I'm more courageous because of it. I'm more open because of it. So can we be willing to fail? Can we be willing to say, heck yeah, I'm going to try that even though I'm 40-something, 50-something, 60-something, 80-something? I met a woman on a retreat I gave recently And she told me that every day since she retires, she wakes up like a kid in a candy store and says to herself, what am I going to do today? And that's how I want to live my life. I don't want it to be the slow decline. And if I'm lucky enough to stay healthy enough, I hope it won't be that. I hope it won't be, let me just settle in and quietly ride this out. Oh, no, no. Um, Let's go. Let's do this in a blaze of glory. And Margie is my inspiration because I want to figure out how to get up every day and say, what can I do today? And I don't know when or if I'm going to get to retire. So I can't say I'm going to do that when I retire because if I wait for that, it may never get here. And that's another thing we have to think about. So often our society is we're going to work, work, work so that when we retire, we get to be happy. And that is so backwards and so twisted when you think about it, because many of us won't get to retire. Many of us may not live long enough to retire. Um, My mom died when she was 47. So she never would have gotten, she never got to that place of let's just settle down and just do fun things. She got her, her life was taken too soon. And so that could happen to any one of us. Any one of us doesn't know when this all, this ride is up. And so I personally am not willing to say, I will wait till I'm retired to fill in the blank. 
I want to be like Margie and say, what am I going to do today, every day? And of course, it's not always going to be magic. It's not always going to be hiking a peak or kayaking on a lake or taking a yoga training. Some days it may be as simple as raking the yard or going grocery shopping or sitting in front of a fire with my family. But those are all pretty magical, aren't they? Even the grocery shopping, when you get down to it, although Dennis does most of our grocery shopping, so maybe I'm making that sound better than it is. Um, But you get the point, whatever your thing is. And there's ways to add that into our days, to find some silence where we can listen to the still small voice, listen to the spirit, and begin to see where we can add that joy to our life, where we can find the joy that already exists there. And remember, joy is not never-ending happiness. None of us get never-ending happiness. That's just simply not part of life. Life is a series of sorrows and pain and joy and happiness and then sorrows and pains. And for some, it's much worse than for others. But joy can be found in a lot of unusual places because joy is not just, hey, I'm happy and I want to dance. Joy is, I know who I am and... I'm content right where I am. And I may not necessarily want to be in this exact moment at this exact time because there's maybe a challenge that I'm facing. But I can now look at whatever this is in front of me and say, I'm going to bend into it and I'm going to find the lesson, the lesson that exists in whatever the thing is in front of me. So I can tell you that having finished my yoga teacher training, because I'm a worrier by nature, I'm already feeling myself starting to panic because it's been, you know, seven whole days and I haven't taught a class anywhere yet. Now, granted, I did teach two classes when I led my retreat. So I did get the those firsts out of my system. And that was a really big gift. But I can feel myself starting to get tense and anxious because we're in pandemic. And how am I going to find a place to teach yoga when There's so few places that are even open and the ones that are open require masks and all sorts of, uh, you know, Zoom classes at the same time. And it's just so overwhelming. And I've had to stop myself and say, whoa, just take a step back because you're going to take all the joy out of that yoga teacher training, all of the joy out of everything I experienced over 10 months, which was twice as long as it was supposed to take because of pandemic. And I don't want to, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to sacrifice the joy. So I have to remind myself that when I went into this training, I went into it so that I could deepen my own spiritual life, yoga practice, and that I could become more of who I am meant to be. I didn't go into it because I thought I was going to have a full schedule of classes at a studio somewhere. In fact, I said, if I never taught, that would be okay because I wasn't doing it just to become a teacher. I was doing it for myself and to help expand my heart and expand my being. And so the danger then, now that I've got the certificate and the registration, is that because I'm a type A, fast-moving warrior, I got to do something with this and I got to do something with it fast. Or I failed. Or it was a waste. Or I spent money on something I shouldn't have, time on something I shouldn't have. Or I'll never be, I'll forget what, how to do everything, you know, in record-breaking time. 
And that would just be such a disservice to what I experienced over the past 10 months and what I've experienced through yoga over the past 30 years, 30 plus years. That's not what it's about. And so can you look at your life, something in your life now that you're worrying about, that you're thinking you need to take care of, that you think to do better at, to succeed at, make more money at, be more successful at, and can you just stop and see it for what it is right now and appreciate the joy in the moment you are in right now without looking to the future, without needing anything more? Can I look at that training I did and what it gave me and just be grateful for that gift, even if nothing else ever comes out of it? No teaching classes, no jobs, no additional retreat work. Can I just be grateful for what I've experienced and what it taught me? And if I'm honest, the answer is yes. The answer is absolutely 100% yes. That class, that training, that program and that community that I'm now forever part of will always have been enough all by itself, more than enough. It was more than I could have ever hoped for. So I need to, again, take away the box that I've put around that training, the box that says training and certification and registration lead to this, lead to classes in a studio, classes at a Y, classes on a retreat, classes in a workshop, and just say no. This training led to this moment, this this person, this version of me that is a better, better version of me than who I was a year ago because it, it changed me, because I let it change me. So I'm not quite sure if I've addressed much about age at all, although I think I did. But no matter what age you're at, can you look at life that way? I mean, Lord knows we're in a pa- age of pandemic. We never know what we're going to get when we wake up in the morning. Everything could change from day to day. So our expectations are often going to be different from reality. And we don't want to spend our whole life missing the thing or, or grieving the things we thought we should have had in this life. The trips, the jobs, the experiences because they didn't happen exactly the way we wanted them to happen. So as we wrap this up, can you find those places in your life, sit in silence at some point after this is over and reflect on some of the places where maybe you're holding on too tight to an expectation or a goal or uh, something you've, you've decided in your head is required in order for you to be successful, happy, joyful, whatever it is, and loosen your grip on it. And slowly, piece by piece, take apart the box that you've put around yourself, or if you'd prefer, just kick it down in one fell swoop. And imagine what is possible when you take away those boundaries, when you take away the judgments, when you take away the fences, when you take away all the things that are keeping you in that tight little cage. So I'm going to read one quick thing before we end. It's a poem by um, Hafiz, a Sufi master. It's one of my favorites. Uh, It's called Dropping Keys. The small man builds cages for everyone. 
while the sage, who has to duck his head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, rowdy prisoners. I'm going to read that one again. The small man builds cages for everyone he knows, while the sage, who has to duck his head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, rowdy prisoners. What are you doing in your life? Are you building a cage for yourself, for others? Or are you dropping keys, dropping keys in your own life, in the lives of the people you know, so that they can open up their hearts, open up themselves, open up their lives, open up your life, your heart, to everything that's waiting for you. If you just look beyond the boundaries of the cage you've built for yourself and see what's out there. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to be with you. I hope to be back sooner than I was the last time um, because this is a really fun way to get to connect with you. So thank you. If you want to know more about me, my yoga, my writing, my retreats, you can find me at notstrictlyspiritual.com. And you can also find me on Twitter, uh, MaryDTP, on Instagram, MaryDTP518, and on Facebook, Mary Dutoris Paust. So find me on social media, find me on my website, drop me a note. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for being here. Peace, 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 peace in our homes peace in our hearts, peace on our planet.